0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Irreligiosophy 2.0, the One True Podcast. And the only podcast to be the most brilliant judicial mind in history.
1: My God, are we brilliant. And judicial. We're both those things. Matt,
0: you could call us the intellectual anchor for the conservative wing of the podcast world.
1: We're like the Antonin Scalia of podcasts.
0: Yeah, we're big, fat, angry douchebags.
1: Yeah, you know one of the things that really upsets me, Chuck, though, is um, the coarseness of manners. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You can't go to a movie. You can't watch a television show for that matter without hearing or listen to a podcast without hearing constant yeah. use of the f word. Yeah. yeah. Including, you yeah. know, ladies. You ever it? It's a
0: uh, it's a slap in the face <laughs> to tradition. <laughs> shall we
1: say? Uh, especially when the ladies are using it. Oh, my
0: God. Matt, this podcast is about Antonin Scalia, and I have to say I have not been this happy about a death since Lavoie Finnicum. Oh, my
1: God. I haven't been this happy since I heard Jared Fogel gain 30 pounds in prison. Uh
0: um, But before we get to uh, the most brilliant uh, judicial mind of our time. Yes? Skunkdicks.
1: Skunk Do we have
0: any, or should we just we just call, we'll just declare Antonin Scalia the biggest skunk dick of the fucking universe and move on?
1: <laughs> we have a few. I mean, he is the winner. This is another Kim Davis scenario. Pretty much, you know, the whole episode is a skunk dick episode. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and we just did the skunkies. That's all we're doing this year, just Skunk dick. Just skunk
0: dicks. We're the skunk dick podcast. Yeah, the
1: skunk dick podcast. The new title. I don't
0: know. Someone complained about too many uh, Christian movie reviews, so we might have a.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I mean that too.
0: Might have a whole lineup for you.
1: <laughs> hey Chuck, you know when you're speeding down the road like you yeah. are want to do, and yeah. somebody does a uh, they decide to take matters in the hand, they pull you over and demand that you apologize to Jesus.
0: Oh, it's not a cop.
1: <laughs> it's not just
0: a stuff? Cop. Just some concerned citizen.
1: Uh, 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 uh. Uh, yeah, don't piss off Jesus in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Sheboygan. The Sheboygan Press reported that Harris Mackick, Mackack, Mackick? What? what? Nobody's named normal anymore. Jesus Christ. Goddamn foreigners. It all started with like kids naming their children like Mackenzie and changing eyes to wise and shit. Uh, he was driving his uh, his black BMW and passed the semi truck. He didn't like how that semi truck was driving. Apparently, he was doing a seventy in a sixty-five zone, uh, or maybe according to semi truck driver, it's governed to do only sixty-four anyway. But he he pulled over. He turned on his blinkers. Which, by the way, Chuck, if you're if you're a driver, uh, BMW. The blinkers actually work on BMW. No, they don't. They they actually apparently do. Don't, I
0: don't think they come off the factory line <laughs> disconnected.
1: <laughs> the turn signals work. Uh, maybe it was a mod on this BMW, the aftermarket. Hey, <laughs> 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 pulled in front, of him, hit the brakes, put on his blinkers. Uh, I guess I guess that means you stop. I don't know. Would you stop if somebody did that to you? I think I I'd, probably would not.
0: No. Right? Who Jesus. knows
1: what kind of crazy asshole is about to get out of a car? And uh, apparently, this here's one. <laughs> Once they stopped, he ran up to the driver's side door. He told him he was a police officer. Hey, I'm a police officer. And if you've seen a picture of this guy, um, if you saw his mugshot, he looks like Jesus. He broke the, he broke the radio antenna off from a truck, waved it around, and demanded that the driver apologize to Jesus. <laughs> for for <laughs> what? I, I don't know.
0: For speeding? For speeding. Thou shalt not speed.
1: Now shall not drive your semi in the left lane. That's a good reason.
0: Though. <laughs> uh, so the guy's clearly
1: crazy. Clearly crazy. Uh, then, then the real cops show up. This is my favorite part. Because a, a, a deputy shows up and he's like, he's like, yeah, I don't believe your story. He's <laughs> like, where are you, a cop? And he's like, same place you are. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> good.
0: That one always works.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So next time you want to impersonate a cop, remember, when the real cop show up, just tell them, yeah, I work with you guys. I'm, no, same place.
0: <laughs> I'm the desk next to you.
1: Um, now. Yeah,
0: just make him feel guilty. Like, I've been working with you for five years, asshole.
1: Exactly. You, you never pay attention to me. It's like you guys, you never guys invite me <laughs> to lunch. Dicks. Now, the real, the real victim here, Chuck, is, of course, Jesus, who never received his apology. Yeah. How come? <laughs> or even found out why it was needed. <laughs> <laughs> Apologize to
0: Jesus. That, uh, that's pretty much what cops say all the time when they oh. turn me hey, and pull me over.
1: I did put a request out to Jesus, but I've heard nothing back. No comment from Jesus? No comment from Jesus on this one. What do you got? You got anything? Uh, uh,
0: yeah. Do you know about Manny Pacayo? Is it Pacquiao? Pacquiao. Pa- Pacquiao. Pacquiao.
1: Pacquiao. He's one of them boxers.
0: I don't follow the boxing world very closely, Matt, uh, but Manny Pacquiao. Good enough. <laughs> so he's apparently an eight-time world boxing champion. And, yeah, uh, he's good.
1: I'll give him so, that. He's really good.
0: He, he uh, described gay couples as worse than animals. Worse? Which, uh, coming from a boxer, that's saying
1: something. <laughs> Aren't we all animals?
0: Worse than someone who bites the ear off of another human being. Right.
1: Uh, doesn't, isn't this the guy?
0: Worse than someone who spends 15 rounds trying to punch the shit out of the other person in the ring.
1: Don't they spend half that time in a naked embrace anyway? Yeah, they do, actually hugging Boxing each other. Boxing is yeah. so gay. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's gay. It's a gay sport. I, well, I, again,
0: he's expert on both behaviors. I
1: guess so. People know
0: this. So HBO uh, is going to broadcast a fight with uh, Manny. Yeah, um, they said his comments were deplorable, uh, but they're going to go ahead and show the fight.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> there's money on the line, man. There is
1: I can't even believe how much. I it still blows my mind how much money is in boxing fights. Like they'll walk yeah. away with a uh, like a fifteen million dollar purse sometimes. Uh, what did um, you probably don't watch uh, MMA, but I think uh, Conor McGregor just got 10 million for that last fight it lasted 14 seconds <laughs> Matt,
0: i think people who fight in mma are worse than animals
1: oh well, they're definitely worse than animals it goes boxers gay people and then mma fight right I yeah think. exactly is how it goes
0: so i'm not sure if we should give the skunk dick to manny with the unpronounceable last name or hbo mm. for just being assholes
1: i think well they got late Last week, what is it called, with John Oliver? Kind of balances out, you know? No? No. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, At least Nike has, stopped, has dropped him. I mean, they still get children to make their shoes, but Nike dropped Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah.
0: Well, that's something.
1: And, and in case you were worried that this would hurt his chances of uh, running for office in his home country, the Philippines... Um, uh, you don't have to worry. He's probably going to win uh, a Senate seat there. So, uh, good luck, Manny Pacquiao.
0: <laughs> good luck. Uh, running on the campaign of gay people are worse than us. Uh,
1: see, this is the fucking problem. One of the problems with the religion. Philippines are heavily Catholic. Why? Because missionaries, right? This is what the Mormon Church is doing now again. Then a couple hundred years later, you've got this kind of shit that you have to deal with. So thanks. So the skunk dicks the Catholic Church in this one, Chuck. Oh,
0: okay. (laughs) Sounds good. I mean, he's only a victim of the Catholic Church. teachings,
1: right? It's not his fault. (laughs) Poor guy.
0: Well, uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Catholic Church then. That's my vote for skunk dick of the week.
1: Oh, I'm going to go with uh, John Oliver. John Oliver. Yes. What an ass. Seriously, nobody. I'm the only one who likes him. Apparently.
0: All right, let's put that in the computer.
1: Put it in the computer. Pr- p- How do you say that word? <laughs> Holy crap! It's Brian Fisher. Brian, I don't even know who that guy is. Nobody does, and nobody should. <laughs> no one should. He's a Christian radio host, uh, and you can also put uh, in his title in quotes before that "anti-gay" because yeah. <laughs> they all are. It's redundant. <laughs> it's redundant uh anyway he's claiming that the gay gestapo has brought back slavery and they have become our new slave masters
0: yeah his blog is called the american family association it's oh always that's family right. yeah. always fucking family there's always some family reference right. in there because they're always molesting someone in their family or having incest or groping someone you know I you gotta have
1: family in there yeah you gotta have i mean if it's not a family it's not pure and wholesome i guess this, this all came about because, like, what was it, last year or something? It's like somebody Wait, didn't did Jesus say to
0: hate your family? You had to hate your family in order to love him. Yeah. So what's all this family shit about?
1: So here's the family part. Um, yeah. Oh. He's referring to a baker, this guy named Jack Phillips, who said he stopped baking wedding cakes altogether after his rule discriminatory to refuse to serve a gay couple. this guy didn't want to make a wedding cake for gay people. (laughs) Well. So, of course, he's being persecuted here.
0: (laughs) That's his persecution, yeah. Discrimination against this guy. Uh, Well, that's his choice. You know, you can either make wedding cakes for everyone or make wedding cakes for no one. You can't discriminate against a certain portion of the population because you're an asshole.
1: Yeah, he can, Chuck. And that's where the gay Gestapo comes in.
0: Oh. No, because we're forcing him to be uh, <laughs> slaves, where the slave master is forcing him to make wedding cakes for gay people.
1: Yeah, he is no longer free, and that is, yeah. he is but a slave. And according, yep. according to Brian Fisher, we fought a brutal civil war over this very issue and took a pledge to the nation <laughs> that we would never tolerate slavery again. We would never tolerate having to make cakes for We gay fought an
0: entire civil war about gay <laughs> wedding cakes. We did. Like 200 years ago, if I recall correctly.
1: Uh, and then he finishes with, uh, apparently someone forgot to tell the stormtroopers in the homosexual movement.
0: Stormtroopers?
1: Uh, now, this is where it gets funny, Chuck, because there actually are gay stormtroopers.
0: I had no idea. Yeah,
1: they were actually in um, the new Star Wars movie, The Force Awakens. Uh, the scene was cut out, though. Though, But we here at Irreligious House, managed to get ourselves a hold of this uh, deleted scene. Um, Excellent. Yeah. It's amazing how we can do that. I know. We have, we have connections. We we got them. Let's run the scene and then we'll talk about it. (laughs) You will remove these restraints and leave the cell with the door open.
0: We'll do the wall. Don't worry. We're going to do the wall. We're going to do the wall. And by the way, who's going to pay for the wall? Mexico's going to pay for the wall. And it's very easy. The other politicians come down. You can't get Mexico to pay for the wall. I said, 100%. We have a $58 billion trade deficit with Mexico. The wall is going to cost $10 to $12 billion, okay? Believe me, they will pay. One of the officials, actually one of the ex-officials for Mexico had a news conference and he announced that we will not be paying for the wall. Who does Mr. Trump think he is? They came to me with the press. These people, look at all those cameras back there. The press came to me and they told me that he said he would not pay for the wall. Do you have a comment? I said, yes. The wall just got 10 feet taller.
1: Oh my, oh my God, Chuck. That was, that was horribly offensive.
0: I, uh, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I'm shocked.
1: I am shocked, but, you know. I can see why they cut that out. Yeah, yeah. It never, that should never have been recorded. I hope it was destroyed.
0: Although it seems to me the release those restraints line is a little less gay and more bondagey.
1: y uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I never thought of it. Kind of a Fifty Shades of Grey thing going on there. You know? I like I like
0: how she suddenly knows how to do a fucking Jedi mind trick in the middle of the goddamn <laughs> She hasn't been taught at all. But she can do a fucking Jedi mind trick just by thinking about it.
1: Hey, later on in the movie she just kinda goes like oh Mary goes like I'll teach you how to use the force. She goes, The force, you say? Hmm. <laughs> she closes her eyes and then she just kicks <laughs> his ass. Which Suck a dick. I, I
0: didn't even need to train. I think Luke Skywalker crazy. had fucking Yoda on his back and upside <laughs> down and, and raising shit. But, you know, thirty seconds into the movie I'm fucking wielding lightsabers and force pushing shit.
1: Chuck, there's two ways to become a dra- great Jedi. You can start as a child and train your whole life, or it can just be suddenly thrust upon you.
0: <laughs> and you're a Jedi master with no training whatsoever.
1: It's that's kinda like it's kind of like teaching someone to swim by just throwing them in the pool. Yeah. there like, you go. Boo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can see, though, why that, that homosexual stormtrooper bit was removed. Yeah. Very offensive. Holy
1: crap. Thank God that, that never made it to the light of day. <laughs> 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 move on. Move on. <laughs> oh, my God. Should we do Scalia? Uh, not anymore. He's dead. That's is it time for Scalia? It? Oh, dudes. Oh, okay. Sorry. how oh. you meant. Oh. Uh, speaking of gay stormtroopers. So,
0: <laughs> I love how I people how are like, means. it's not respectful to make fun of Scalia because he died recently. He died.
1: We can't speak ill of the dead. What is that? Like a saying or something?
0: I know. What's the, uh, what's the minimum amount of time required to be disrespectful to the dead?
1: All right. I'm
0: sure it's passed for Scalia.
1: The time after death is an inverse relationship to the douchebaggery of the dead
0: person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Republicans didn't even wait for his body to get cold before they're like, we're not accepting another
1: Supreme Court nomination. (laughs) That was the best. Oh, my God. Immediately. Losing their minds right away. Oh, fuck. We're (laughs) fucked. We're fucked. Why did he have to
0: die now? We lost the most conservative member of the Supreme Court under Obama's administration, oh my God, they're just pissing their pants all over the place, yeah, and
1: they if they puddle. can
0: if yeah. they can say shit like that like hours after he was discovered dead, then
1: I can piss on his grave all I oh want. sure, sure, besides, I don't really feel that bad for him, and i don't and I don't say that because because I don't agree with half the decisions he made or what kind of an asshole he was i I mean Look, at the guy died when he was 79, right? He died on a private hunting reserve, a 30,000-acre private ranch. He died in the lap of luxury.
0: Surrounded by his racist friends. I mean, his... what better way to go?
1: Surrounded by the Order of St. Hubertus. Fucking <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. we'll it. And, and he lived a life of luxury and comfort and, you know, and riches the, the likes we'll never know. The guy had, and he was correct. He had his mind up until he died. He he didn't go senile, you know. He didn't get Parkinson's or something, you know, or cancer.
0: After spending thirty years trying to remove uh, civil rights from gay people, women, and blacks, uh, choose your minority that wasn't a white male religious person uh, died in his sleep. So,
1: yeah, Um,
0: what, what can you say about that?
1: Uh, i i that's how i think it's how we all want to go
0: <laughs> matt i have not been this happy about a death since george w bush died
1: <laughs> he's not dead
0: oh i'm sorry he's still sorry. alive he's <laughs> still damn it. it that's a premature happiness <laughs> all right uh scalia matt um first of all i'm going to uh tell all the lawyers who are listening to this podcast to just go ahead and shut the episode off oh yeah i am not a lawyer I'm probably going to get a lot of shit wrong. Although that's impossible, isn't it? It's impossible. Everything I say during this next hour is going to be correct.
1: Yeah. And you can't be wrong on your own podcast.
0: I cannot be wrong on my own podcast. And uh, I still recommend if you're an attorney to turn this off.
1: Yeah. Our attorneys uh, recommend that your attorneys go away.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So Matt, who was Antonin Scalia other than a fat, angry bastard? I mean, that's a given, right? He was a no. fat, angry bastard. Pretty much from the day he was born, I think. He was never happy a day of his life.
1: Was, was he a dick?
0: Yeah, definitely <laughs> a dick. He was born March 11th, 1936. 1936? So he, he died just shy of his 80th birthday. Yeah. Thank the Lord. Thank you. Praise Jesus.
1: <laughs> well done. He was
0: a, appointed to the Supreme Court uh, by Ronald Reagan at the age of 50 in 1986. Uh, He was often called the anchor of the Supreme Court's conservative wing, the intellectual anchor. Uh,
1: He was good. I mean, we gotta give him that. Like his his sense and his majority opinions.
0: He was intelligent. Yeah, I'm gonna give him that. Yeah, he was. He was intelligent. I think he think he graduated like top of his class or high in his class. Pretty much like every class he was in. Yeah, the guy's guy's intelligent. Um, Before him, it's interesting that the uh, Supreme Court. I think. Had a, a tendency not to ask a whole lot of questions during oral arguments. Um, I think it was considered uh, breaking the decorum of the majesty right. of the proceedings. Uh, and you kind of tip your hand if you ask too many questions during the oral arguments. People get to see which way you're leaning. Right. Um, so it takes all the suspense out of it, for God's sake. And they based a lot of their uh, reasoning on the text that, that were presented to them. They read them and then talk amongst themselves and et cetera. Et cetera. Uh, almost from the beginning when he joined the court he asked a shit ton of questions during oral arguments um, some of them by the way betraying his asshole right. a lot more than his
1: attacks.
0: <laughs> like there was a recent case about uh, affirmative action and he's like are you sure it's in this college's best interest to admit as many blacks as possible because, <laughs> because they might not succeed you see
1: yeah, yeah. So, it'd probably be better for them to go <laughs> to a lesser college yeah <laughs> fucking paternalistic asshole oh by the way did you hear that um Clarence thomas finally a- said something in the Supreme yes
0: court? <laughs> yes he emerged from his 10-year coma right. and asked like the first question ever after the death of scalia he finally spoke up
1: i think he's gunning for his seat he wants to be the new <laughs> conservative anchor
0: <laughs> <laughs> the anchor of the court's conservative way uh on his death uh, Scalia's death. Uh, even President Obama called him a brilliant legal mind. Uh, what do you think about that, Matt? Was Scalia a brilliant legal mind?
1: Uh, I, I yeah, I get. I'll give him that. I mean, there's brilliant and there's brilliant, but <laughs> he was definitely very. He wasn't an idiot. He was smart and he was good. It just he was intelligent. Yeah. Uh, I am not going to give him. The legal mind A part?
0: brilliant legal mind. Oh. Because together, in order to be a brilliant legal mind, I think you'd have to be consistent, which he absolutely was not. Oh, yeah. He was a textualist, so he thought that uh, statutes should be interpreted by the plain meaning of the written text. And uh, he was also an originalist.
1: Yeah. He thought
0: that the Constitution should be interpreted as it would have been when it was originally written and ratified, right? So the Constitution right. is not a living document that evolves with the times, but she interpreted as the Founding Fathers meant when they wrote it. So you get a lot into the intent of the Founding Fathers. Um, if, you, if you think that the standards of the Constitution should evolve as the country did, uh, he said, the risk of assessing evolving standards is that it is all too easy to believe that evolution has culminated in one's own views.
1: Yeah. He How told, different. He told, uh, who is it, Leslie, Leslie Stahl on 60 Minutes, she said, what's wrong with a living constitution? He said, what's wrong with it is it puts me on the defensive of defending a dead constitution.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, well, that is exactly yeah. what's wrong with it.
1: But it's an enduring constitution. I want to defend it.
0: <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so then are you so she said, are you trying to figure out the mindset of people a couple hundred years ago? He said, it's not a mindset. It's what the words mean to them who yeah. ratified the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. Which as means as opposed to what people today think it means, and he said, as opposed to what people today would like it to mean.
0: Yeah. Right, because um, Scalia's originalism always uh, ended up uh, parting ways with his conservative ideology, right? I mean, yeah. that's why I don't like his originalism. And I agree with that uh, reporter. Why does Scalia think they can ever get inside these guys' heads in the first place, right? He's a Roman Catholic. By and large, they were deists and Protestants. He's a product of 20th century upbringing. By and large, they were the products of the Enlightenment. He's a true believer. By and large, they were skeptics. Uh, If anyone could put themselves in the shoes of the founding fathers, Antonin Scalia is not going to be that person. Second, the founding fathers and architects of the Constitution were brilliant men, right? They weren't perfect, right? They weren't gods. They're not the uh, end-all and be-all of jurisprudence. Right. We shouldn't be so beholden to the ideas of these uh, white slaveholding men who lived over 200 years ago that nothing should ever change from they wrote way back then. Right. I mean, if if we believe that, then again, as Scalia probably believes, slavery should never have been done away with. Right. Uh, Clearly, times change. Circumstances change. New problems arise. that Our founding fathers could never have even imagined. So why try to put them into the position of imagining something that they couldn't possibly do? Old problems that they should have foreseen and dealt with, such as slavery, right, were left to later generations. These are not perfect men. We feel free to disagree with them. As far as textualism, you know, I guess I agree overall. Um, Clearly, words mean something, and the the crafters of statutes should uh, take great care in making the text of the law as plain as possible to interpret, right? The problem with uh, Scalia's textualism is he never seems to interpret the plain text of the law to mean anything other than fits in with his
1: conservative beliefs. Right. (laughs) No, Chuck, he said, uh, he said, quote, I mean, I admit I'm a social conservative, but I don't let it uh, affect my views.
0: No, no. In in dissent after dissent after dissent, he accuses the court's uh, liberal wing of doing that. Right. But he is purely objective. (laughs) Not Scalia. Uh, I think that I'd respect his legal brilliance more if he didn't seem to change his interpretations of the same statute to mean two different things. We'll get to that, Um, depending on, you know, what his current stance is or whether it goes against or for his his conservative or Catholic beliefs. Reading through Scalia's opinions, and there's a ton of them. He wrote a shit ton of dissents and um, majority opinions. He just seems to use...
1: They're great writings, though. They're just... They're... they are entertaining <laughs> yeah
0: that's what I mean because he'll put shit in there like mummerism or jiggery pokery
1: right
0: <laughs> and you just are like what the fuck uh but uh as far as like the brilliance of his thought no
1: they're, they're he just kinda, seems to use yeah they're kind of asshole I mean it's yeah. just it's not like this like here's my you know legal argument against right. the decision it's like yeah, let me just insult you for a while because I think you're stupid you know
0: <laughs> so, right uh he never really had a lot of decorum to begin with, but in the later stages when he's so fucking frustrated, it's all decorum is thrown out the window. So he uh he just uses textualism as a convenient cover for his conservative beliefs. Um, oh, while I, I've by I've the way <laughs> accusing uh the other judges and justices uh right. of doing the exact same thing.
1: Oh my god, it's it's like cons- conservatives and creationists have the same playbook.
0: Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wonder why uh, they always seem to go together. Yeah. So, would you like to cover some of Scalia's brilliant legal opinions? Uh,
1: no, I thought we already agreed that they're not. Well, we're
0: going right. to anyway.
1: Damn it! I want to go back to the gay stormtroopers thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, let us never speak of that again.
1: <laughs> it will never see the light of day.
0: Uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Uh, that's 1992. This is six years after he joined the court. So, um, conservative assholes have spent the last two decades trying to reverse Roe v. Wade, right? Right. Um, and they failed to do that. And so abortion opponents decided to try a new tack in Pennsylvania. Instead of invalidating the right of a woman to have an abortion entirely, they'd merely restrict it. Does this sound familiar?
1: Oh yeah, that's like, what they've
0: been doing for the past twenty years.
1: They're just trying to basically like uh, regulate it out of existence by right. tighter, exactly. tighter, crazy rules and shit.
0: So they passed a law stating that a woman seeking an abortion now had to give informed consent at least twenty-four hours prior to the procedure and sign a statement she had notified her spouse because <laughs> women can't
1: make up their oh own. yeah oh, of course
0: a minor had to notify her parents. Uh, They also defined medical emergency, and that would allow uh, a woman to be exempted from those uh, if, you know, she was in threat of life or limb um, and needed an abortion urgently. And they also, uh, of course, increased the record-keeping and reporting requirements on uh, facilities that performed abortions. Uh, So the question before the Supreme Court was, are these sorts of restrictions constitutional? Um, Scalia, behind the scenes, wanted them to overstep the case in question and invalidate Roe v. Wade entirely. (laughs) He had wanted to since he got on the court. Yeah. Uh, But the court refused to do so. Instead, they agreed with all of the requirements, with a single exception of spousal notification, and they reasoned that uh, that would uh, subject women to abuse from the hands of uh, an abusive husband. Right. Hey, uh, could you sign this paper? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't want to have your kids, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's the only restriction they invalidate. It was a fairly conservative court, I think, in '92. Uh, so Scalia descended, and when I say dissent, you can always you, you can always add the word angrily afterwards. Uh, right. He's always angry in these dissents. So he said the states may, if they wish, permit abortion on demand, but the Constitution does not require them to do so. The permissibility of abortion and the limitations upon it are to be resolved like most important questions in our democracy by citizens trying to persuade one another and then voting. So, again, there you have it. Fundamental human rights, um, such as the determination of one's own reproductive system.
1: Oh, that should be decided Uh, by a popular vote. It should be decided by a popular vote. Everybody should get a say in that.
0: (laughs) Scalia says this shit over and over and over again and it's usually on fundamental human rights like you know the right to marry or the the right to determine your own reproductive future uh he thinks that everything he thinks that we're a direct democracy like ancient greece right. so We should just get together and decide on fundamental human rights uh and just toss out our constitution but uh, i'm sorry he's a he's a strict originalist you know it's what the that's
1: oh what, that yeah. must
0: be what the founding fathers wanted uh they didn't want any fundamental human rights such as that are contained in the bill of rights they just wanted everything to be decided by vote. You just discuss with each other and, and vote on whether this lady can have an abortion or not. Yeah, that's it's what your we business. Do. Uh, he also goes on to say, "The right to abort, we are told, inheres in liberty because it is among a person's most basic decisions. It involves a most intimate and personal choice. It is central to a personal dignity and autonomy." It originates within the zone of conscious and belief. So he's quoting shit from the majority opinion. Ah. It is too intimate and personal for state interference. It reflects intimate views of a deep personal character. It involves intimate relationships and notions of personal autonomy and bodily integrity. And it concerns a particularly important decision. I mean, all of that's true. Yeah. But it is obvious to anyone applying reasons judgment. He puts it in quotes because, again, it is... I from the majority opinion.
1: I love he's it. Making, I love that. He's making fun it's of him. It's obvious to anyone
0: <laughs> that agrees with me. <laughs> Applying reason judgment that the same adjectives can be applied to many forms of conduct that this court has held are not entitled to constitutional protection because, like abortion, they are forms of conduct that have long been criminalized in American society. Oh,
1: God, he's not going to say bestiality, is he?
0: Those adjectives might be applied, for example, to homosexual sodomy. Notice, Matt, it's... Just homosexual side of me. It's not heterosexual side of me.
1: Not some straight because ass fucking
0: <laughs> a man's ass is inviolate. <laughs> but a woman's rectum, no problem.
1: Hey, hey, I saw Deadpool. Um, <laughs> you could be in a heterosexual relationship and the man could still get some uh up there. Uh
0: well as long as it's not homosexual. Sodomy, well that's true, okay. I, I guess. So. As long as it's not a man shoving a dildo up there.
1: Well, I it's use reasoned okay. logic, so it's quite obvious. Uh, <laughs> Continue uh,
0: polygamy, and, oh, and on gosh. that one again, like the homosexual side of me, I'm like, Why? Why? Why would you criminalize that? What the fuck business is it of the government?" And I kind of feel the same way on polygamy. If everyone in the uh, involved in the contract is aware and right. all of age
1: and consenting, then you just have yeah.
0: consenting adults, right? What What does the court care? Uh, adult incest, I suppose. Genetics play a factor in there, right?
1: Yeah, I think is that's when I that's when I thought about like there is kind of like a public is there a public interest there or a yeah,
0: problem? it's an interest in future children not to be born with terrible birth defects, right? Uh, and suicide. I love how you criminalize suicide. So the guy kills himself and they are like, well, that was illegal.
1: <laughs> well, what's worse is what if you try and fail, then you go to jail. Yeah, right. attempted at suicide. To jail. <laughs>
0: Criminalized suicide. You Not drag a really guy's corpse. Myself. Put him on trial. Uh, all of which are equally intimate and deeply personal decisions involving personal autonomy and bodily integrity. And all of which can constitutionally be proscribed because it's our unquestionable constitutional tradition that they are proscribable. And that that's the conservative point of view, right? Tradition. Yeah. If it's traditional, tradition. then it is correct.
1: We love tradition.
0: So again, if you have tradition and you've got everything figured out... And why do we make new laws? Yeah. we uh, don't need new laws. Not we at all. We just rely on prior traditions because traditions are always correct. The traditions of people always correct. You know, when you, when you have to invoke tradition as your response to an argument, you've pretty much forfeited the argument. Right. <laughs> Because there is no reason. Tradition, fuck you. Bullshit. It's yeah. not a good reason.
1: Yeah. If, Tell if, me if why. It's your first and strongest argument with a lot of these things. But it, traditionally, we have always... Yeah. Right. It's, you're, you got nothing. You there got is nothing.
0: no <laughs> argument. Yeah. So, uh, that's Scalia in uh, women's rights. How about uh, Romer v. Evans, 1996? This is a good one because it was a, a case that concerned the state of Colorado. So, Colorado attempted to ban local jurisdictions. So the state of Colorado doesn't like gays. But some local jurisdictions passed laws that prohibit discrimination against gays and lesbians. And Colorado was having none of that. (laughs) No anti-discrimination laws anywhere in the state of Colorado.
1: Wait, but this was in 96, right?
0: This was 96. Okay, okay. So, little jurisdictions are trying to help uh, prevent discrimination against gays. And Colorado says, fuck you. We're taking this to the Supreme Court. So, the Supreme Court decided that Colorado couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Scalia, you might be surprised to learn, dissented. No. Because he's an objective uh, interpreter of the Constitution, Matt. Um, he rights. never makes decisions based on prior conservative beliefs.
1: <laughs> Did he say states' rights? States' rights. States' he's, <laughs>
0: No, even better. He said that uh, the ban, quote, prohibits special treatment of homosexuals and nothing more.
1: Ah, <laughs> so it
0: gives gays special rights. <laughs> it would prevent the state or any municipality from making death benefit payments to the life partner of a homosexual when it does not make such payments to the longtime roommate of a non homosexual employee. <laughs> Is Long,
1: long-term
0: roommate. So, <laughs>
1: same exact thing.
0: There's no uh, difference. I've been a
1: roommate for like five years. I should get. Uh,
0: <laughs> I should get death s- benefits. Uh, it's exactly the same as being a life partner with somebody. There's no difference, and so therefore, you're granting gays special rights.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: see, do you see the brilliant judicial, mind. the brilliant legal mind here? Let me see. In there. action. Let me
1: see it. I see it. <laughs> and now. And now Colorado has weed. So it's probably be awesome.
0: He also whined in the same dissent uh, that special rights of gays granted in the court's decision don't apply to other categories of people, right? So he says, a job interviewer may refuse to offer a job because the applicant is a Republican. Because he is an adulterer. Because he went to the wrong prep school or belongs to the wrong country club. Because he (laughs) eats snails. Because he is a womanizer. Because she wears real animal fur. Or even because he hates the Chicago Cubs. Matt, every one of those uh, classes has a long history of discrimination against yes, them. Especially yes, Especially someone who went to the wrong prep school or <laughs> oh belongs to the God. wrong country club. Seriously. They should be a protected class.
1: I was just thinking about my prep school and my country club that I belong to and how in the world I got my job.
0: with The rampant discrimination against people who belong yes. to the wrong country club. And I mean, that should be subject to strict scrutiny.
1: The snail eaters, for God's sakes. <laughs> I mean, now that one makes a little sense. Like, you don't want to go to the lunchroom and somebody's, like, having snails. And you're like, ugh, because they stink.
0: If someone's actually yeah. eating snails at the job interview, it's probably <laughs> your first clue.
1: Uh.
0: He went on, Matt. He says, of course it is our moral heritage that one should not hate any human being or class of human beings. Now, do you sense a but coming on? Because any time something is phrased like that, you know there is a but. Yeah. Of course you shouldn't hate people. But. But. (laughs) I had thought that one could consider certain conduct reprehensible. Murder, for example, or polygamy, or cruelty to animals. And could even exhibit animus towards such conduct. Surely that is the only sort of animus at issue here. Moral disapproval of homosexual Mm -hmm. conduct.
1: Yeah. Uh, this sounds like, uh, who was it? Uh, the guy against Charlie Hebdo. I unequivocally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but the <gasps> very next sentence.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, you know,
0: we, we could probably want to think about the rights of the person who's murdered, uh, or I don't know about, it. again, polygamy seems like as long as they're all of consenting age and all aware of it, I, I don't understand why. And, and in Scalia's old Testament, does he disapprove of the polygamist in his old Testament? Abraham, does he disapprove of Abraham's moral conduct? Uh, Or cruelty to animals, again, those animals should have rights not to be kicked around, placed in pain. So uh, there are other reasons I I would suggest that you could consider that conduct reprehensible. Um, And you know what, Scalia, you can even actually have such feelings toward even polygamy or snail eaters. But don't fucking legislate it. Right, uh, you shouldn't have that. That moral disapproval should not have the force of law. Morally disapprove of anything you want. But don't fucking codify
1: it in law. I think one of again. My, yeah, go ahead. I was just say one of my favorite lines from that. His dissent was, uh, "It is no business of the courts, as opposed to the political branches, to take sides in this culture war. But the court today has done so, not only yeah. by inventing a novel, and extravagant constitutional doctrine to take the victory away from traditional forces." Yeah. But even by verbally, uh, excuse me, verbally disparaging as bigotry, adherence to traditional attitudes. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> that's
1: you <correct>. fucking bigot.
0: <laughs> yeah, was that from Obergefell?
1: No, that was from uh, uh, Romer v. Evans. Oh, but, but you could just cut and paste. You know? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think he says much the same thing, um, right? Because you, you don't want to call a bigot an actual bigot, because you might hurt that
1: bigot's feelings. Yeah, yeah. The right—you have to consider the right of the bigot, and not then, to get his feelings hurt. And then, how shall the tolerant be tolerant <laughs> of intolerance? Of intolerance. Oh, <laughs> There's not be left in the intolerance of tolerance. No, or maybe so the other So tired.
0: Now we move Matt to Lawrence v. Texas, ah, 2003. Lawrence so, v. Texas. So Texas had a law that banned sodomy, and the Supreme Court struck it down. Matt. Scalia descended. No. Again, proving his objectivity. Uh, Of course, you know, multiple different laws, multiple different statutes, multiple different uh, constitutional questions, and amazingly, Scalia interprets them all to agree with his own beliefs. I'm flabbergasted. Wow. Uh, During oral arguments, he stated that, uh, quote, it doesn't say that you can't have any sexual intimacy. It says you cannot have sexual intimacy with a person of the same sex. (laughs) See, This is not discrimination at all. Nope. Because everyone is under the same restriction. <laughs> you see, Matt, uh, heterosexuals uh, are under the restriction not to have uh, intercourse with someone of the same sex, just as well as homosexuals.
1: Oh, so. this is just like, uh, like, w- like with marriage. We're, we're, there's yes. no special consideration for gay people. Not th- it's like we all yes. can't get gay married, even straight people.
0: Yes. And Matt, uh, it's exactly the same thing as was, you know, after the anti-miscegenation laws, right? They, they, they said the exact same thing. Uh, listen, <laughs> black people are uh, unable to marry white people, just like white people are unable to marry black people. There's no discrimination. Same. Everyone's treated the same. It's same. <laughs> uh, so he's carrying on that, that fine tradition. Yeah. So in, in his dissent, he wrote uh, men and women, heterosexuals and homosexuals, all are subject to Texas's prohibition of deviate sexual intercourse with someone of the same sex. So again, again, no discrimination. Ah,
1: yes, yes,
0: yes. It's all the same because coming from Scalia's heterosexual privileged white viewpoint, there's no discrimination whatsoever. He doesn't feel any discrimination no. by limiting uh, gay activity and yeah, sodomy. He's... This is a, a law that bans sodomy,
1: right? It's like, yeah, I can't fuck dudes up the ass either,
0: so. right? I- I'm, you know. I'm okay with it. Why shouldn't you be? Right. <laughs> uh, he also had this gem in the same descent. Many Americans do not want persons who openly engage in homosexual conduct as partners in their business, as scoutmasters for their children, as teachers in their children's schools, or as boarders in their home. They view this as protecting themselves and their families from a lifestyle that they believe to be immoral and destructive. So remember, Matt, these words are coming from one of the nine highest justices in the United States. Again, a guy many people have referred to... As a brilliant jurist and the intellectual anchor of the conservative wing of the Supreme Court. Right. Brilliant. So again <laughs> because many Americans don't want persons who are openly gay, that means that it should be the law that you can't be gay.
1: That sounds Brilliant. Ah, that's one of those like ipso facto legal things, right?
0: Again, a direct democracy. Um <laughs> Scalia believes our country is a direct fucking democracy.
1: Chuck, Scalia said, Let me be clear. I have nothing against homosexuals or any other group promoting their agenda through normal democratic means. But. Yeah. <laughs> but today's opinion is the product of a court. That has largely signed on to the so-called homosexual agenda. By which I mean the agenda promoted by homosexual activists directed at eliminating yeah. the moral opprobrium that has been traditionally attached to homosexual conduct.
0: Again, Scalia, you can have all the moral opprobrium you want. Right. I don't give a fuck. Just don't codify it into law. Uh, he does. He does lament over and over again that uh, you can't legislate morality <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah. He is very, very sorry that uh, you can't legislate morality anymore.
1: Well, unless it's his morality. Well, yeah. Well, that's what he's sorry about. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: what he is most sorry about. Uh, Citizens United, uh, the Federal Election Commission, 2010. You remember this one?
1: Uh, I've never heard of it. The court has
0: been dancing around the issue in the past, but in this case, uh, they just outright decided that corporations are people. Oh, that's uh, they've, right. They've, they've got the same rights of free speech as people, and also by the way, you can't restrict corporate monetary donations uh, because money's speech. So they threw that into.
1: Oh yeah, corporate people and free speech. Makes so sense.
0: Basically, they decided that the rights of rich people are more important than the rights of poor people, right? Because rich people have more money, it therefore is. they have more speech. So it basically is a big fuck you to poor people, <laughs> and the and the entire political process has existed in America for about two hundred years.
1: Now, Chuck, uh, it was my uh, it was my belief that. Kennedy wrote the majority opinion, but Scalia still felt it necessary to write a Kikurian opinion. Like a that is edition, correct. Opinion. I can't really yes. care about that. Even when
0: he agreed, he couldn't stop himself from <laughs> writing the fucking opinion. Uh, so um, he, he uh, brought his doctrine of originalism to bear in an unusual way because it's clear that the founding fathers didn't fucking think of corporations as people. I don't think anything can be more clear than that. The Founding Fathers hated corporations and they thought they encroached on the rights of people and they eventually coalesced into monopolies and start uh, fucking everyone over, right? But, you know, Scalia has got to be consistent with his Founding Father oh, yeah. doctrine of originalism. So he says, even if we thought it proper to apply the dissent's approach of excluding from First Amendment coverage what the Founders disliked, which is what he should be doing, right, if he's an originalist. And even if we agree that the founders disliked founding era corporations, modern corporations might not qualify for exclusion. Most of the founders' resentment toward corporations was directed at the state-granted monopoly privileges that individually chartered corporations enjoyed. Modern corporations do not have such privileges and would probably have been favored by most of our enterprising founders, excluding perhaps Thomas Jefferson and others favoring perpetuation of an agrarian society. (laughs) So do you see how his originalism works there, Matt? I see it. it. It's great when it agrees with Scalia's views. But when it doesn't, right. no problem. The founding fathers can't deal with modern stuff, right? Are we right. Are we talking right. about stuff that's modern here? And so, what I'm going to do is I'm gonna, just going to imagine a scenario where the founding fathers agree with me, and therefore, Bing, bang, boom, originalism stands. It It, it is oh, worthless. It gives you whatever fucking uh, <laughs> conclusion you want to draw.
1: Yeah, he goes to his textualist side. Side that is, uh, I think when he uh, when he was a uh, Pointing out Stevens uh, made a dissent, uh, he said, because he said his dissent was in splendid isolation from the text of the First Amendment. It never shows why the freedom of speech did not include the freedom to speak in association with other individuals, including association in the corporate form. Yeah. See? It doesn't explicitly say that you can't do something.
0: Therefore, you can. That you can. Yeah. So it's like the inverse of textualism. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's not at all what it says. But it doesn't say it doesn't, so therefore, it's amazing. It's almost like, Matt, the Constitution is this sort of living document that needs to evolve with the times. The next case is Burwell v. Hobby Lobby, 2014. Hobby Lobby! Matt, we spent uh, an entire couple of podcasts, I think, on this one, didn't we? So, Uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it except to say that it's a direct result of Citizens United treating corporations as people, and fuck you,
1: Scalia. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Enough said. Go back and listen to the Hobby Lobby episode. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Obergefell v. Hodges, 2015. Um, we talked about this when it came out, but we probably should have done a podcast on this one too. Yeah. Remember, uh, this was about uh, it, it. Pretty much struck down any bans against gay marriage, right? Um, and led directly to Kim Davis. So
1: yeah, five-four decision. The fundamental right to marry is guaranteed to same-sex couples. By both Due Process Clause and Equal protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. Remember— So, originalism, right? Yes,
0: right. <laughs> you remember uh, there were, like, four separate dissents, and Scalia joined every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. In addition to yeah. writing his own. Uh, the substance of today's decree is not of immense personal importance to me. That's why I signed on to all these other dissents right. and wrote I my love fucking
1: book. Uh, I don't really care about it. It doesn't matter. Uh, it is of
0: overwhelming importance. However, who it is that rules me? Today's decree says that my ruler capitalized, and yeah. the ruler of 320 million Americans, coast to coast, is a majority of the nine lawyers on the Supreme Court. So, uh, apparently, his ruler capital is actually God, right? Which I, I guess can be found nowhere in the Constitution.
1: He, I'm sure he was talking about Obama so much. He meant Obama so much for
0: originalism of the founding fathers, <laughs> right? Uh, Scalia is here concerned about the court's threat to democracy and gives an impassioned plea to allow democracy to continue, remember this in that previous one, you just get to vote for it you know, uh, abortion rights should be determined by majority oh, rule. yeah, he says, you know, before this decision people were doing fine, you know coming along, making these decisions uh, he's probably referring to all the fucking state constitutional amendments and all that shit banning gay marriages because um, they agree with him, right so it's, right. it's good As if it makes sense to keep voting on whether or not a class of human beings should have fundamental rights or not. Remember, uh, the process of democracy and voting was so important to Scalia that he voted to stop counting votes in Bush v. Gore in the year 2000. Remember that? Right. That was how important uh, the process of democracy was to Scalia. Uh, He goes on to write, When the 14th Amendment was ratified in 1868, every state limited marriage to one man and one woman, and no one doubted the constitutionality of doing so. That resolves these cases. So <laughs> there you go. Oh. So because, you know, when they ratified the Fourteenth Amendment, gay marriage didn't exist, then yeah. of course that resolves all future gay marriage cases. Yeah, Permanently.
1: They did a fourteenth Amendment amendment and then they did that thing where they sit back and they do that thing with their hands like this.
0: Yep. Done. Done. <laughs> but I would remind Justice Scalia that uh, they might have approved modern gay marriage. I mean, if had you ever thought about that, like I can see the founding fathers being presented with a case of modern gay marriage and them saying, oh, sure, that's okay, except for maybe Alexander Hamilton. Well, The rest of them probably be okay. (laughs) That same descent uh, gives us mummeries. (laughs) Mummeries. Mummeries. Oh, is this where
1: mummeries comes (laughs) from? Yes. Judicial
0: Ah. putch, uh, ask the nearest hippie, and pride goeth before a fall. Right? A reference to Proverbs 18.16 in a fucking ah. Supreme Court dissent. Oh, my God. Scalia. Finally, Matt, the last case I'm going to discuss is King v. Burwell, 2015. This is the Obamacare. The second Obamacare case.
1: Ah.
0: It's, it's a the little...
1: Affordable Care Act. I'll have you know it's called, Chuck. It's
0: a little... Well, Scalia says in dissent, we should just start calling it SCOTUS Care. Because, oh, SCOTUS...
1: What? Because That's it's not... Obamacare is way better if you're going to give it a stupid nickname. The Supreme Court, you see. Oh, I see. Actually, it's called the Patient Protection and Affordable Care
0: Act. Yeah, it's about uh, this particular case about state health care exchanges in Obamacare. The Affordable Care Act provided for health care exchanges to be, quote, established by the state. But if the states declined to do so, federal exchanges could be used instead. So the plaintiffs argued that since they lived in a state with no state exchange, and they only had a federal exchange... They should not be required to purchase health care insurance because the cost exceeded 8% of their income, which was the maximum cost allowable by the law. So the right. government stated if they used the federal exchange, it would grant them tax credits, which then pushed the cost below 8% of their income. They should be required to purchase the health insurance. That's what the case was about. So the court found that federal exchanges were acceptable substitutes for exchanges, quote, established by the state, for the purposes of receiving tax credits. Which is what the people actually wrote the law, testified was their original intent, and actually provided evidence of that in court. So again, original intent doesn't mean anything unless it's by the founding fathers 200 years ago who are not available to talk to.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But you can't can't do original intent with new statutes when you can actually talk to the people who crafted them. Uh, In Scalia's dissent, we get things like, words no longer have meaning. (laughs) (laughs) Interpretive jiggery-pokery. And my favorite pure applesauce
1: oh pure applesauce that's right nothing less than pure applesauce
0: i don't know what pure applesauce means in legal terms pure sure.
1: applesauce it sounds good yeah is it organic <laughs> i don't know my apple applesauce someone. is good isn't it yeah i like applesauce
0: so this is where we get into Sc- scalia's textualism right so Rob. yeah Roberts agreed that the plain text of the law read in favor of the plaintiffs, right? It did say established by the state. But the entire context of the law favored a broader reading to include federal exchanges, especially for the purpose of tax credits. Because if you, if you, had, uh, if you give no tax credits in the states that only had federal exchanges, the cost of premiums would rise, right? Right. Making it less affordable, which means less people would have health insurance, which means the premiums would go up and on and on until no one but the extremely rich could afford health insurance at all in that state. Given the point of the whole law of Obamacare was to increase health insurance coverage, the textualist reading meant that the drafters of the law really meant to decrease health insurance coverage under the guise of increasing it, right? What they really intended to do was fuck right. over the people in these states.
1: That's, brilliant. That
0: brilliant. right. Brilliant, Scalia. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Roberts also gets a jab in at Scalia by quoting from his dissent from the original Obamacare case, right? That was a couple years back. Scalia said at that time, Without the federal subsidies, the exchanges would not operate as Congress intended and might not operate at all. Which, of course, is exactly the opposite of Scalia's position in this case. Yeah. So, again, brilliant legal mind and very consistent from case to case. It's not like he allows his conservatism to influence his judicial uh, reasoning at all?
1: I would say not.
0: Matt, I could have cited a lot of other cases uh, during oral arguments in a 2009 case about whether a cross mounted on a big rock in the Mojave National Preserve honors uh, yes. all American war dead or just Christians.
1: I would say he said it honors all.
0: Yes, Scalia said um. <laughs> that thinking, thinking the cross was only a Christian religious symbol is outrageous. Uh, Oh, that's
1: right. It's also... uh, No, it's not Jewish. Uh, Muslim?
0: No. Yeah, He gets himself into trouble by Uh, talking so much here, right? He says, The cross is the most common symbol of the resting place of the dead. What would you have them erect? A cross. Some sort of conglomerate of a cross? A star of David? And, you know, a a Muslim half-moon and a star? And so the... A Cthulhu! the, (laughs) The attorney for the American Civil Liberties Union responded... Well, Justice Scalia, uh, the cross is the most common symbol of the resting place of Christians. Christians. I have been in Jewish cemeteries. There is never a cross on a tombstone of a Jew. (laughs) Which incited laughter from the people who are in the court, but not from Scalia.
1: Oh, he got burned. Because I remember when this case came out, and I'm like, are you kidding me? You're going to put a giant fucking cross in Mojave. And if you've been to Mojave, it's a national park, right? It's a park for everyone. Yeah, it's it is great. Uh, if you like, well, if you like desert and Joshua trees, there's rock climbing there. It's got that stark uh, California boot. It's fantastic when camping there. Uh, personally, I, of course, I'm an atheist. I don't want to see a giant fucking cross. But if I was a Christian, I don't think I'd want one there either. It's not goddamn church. I love and I love
0: how he thinks that the cross represents everybody because he's fucking Christian, right? Right. So if a Jew, well, and- we're
1: all mostly Christian, <laughs> right?
0: But Jew would so come up to fun. him and say, I'd like to erect a massive star of David because it, uh, it is a, a common burial symbol for everybody. He'd buy that, too. He not only thinks that it, it, the cross isn't a Christian religious symbol, he thinks it's outrageous to think that it's just Christians. He's like yeah. Bill O'Reilly, right? When, when it's convenient for him, Christianity's a religion. When it's not, it's just a philosophy.
1: Um, how it, I wonder how it felt if, uh, you know, the Buddhists, the Buddhist swastika? Yeah. I think, I think if we had put a big old swastika out there, yeah. the Buddhist one, Chuck, not the Nazi one, because no one would mistake those. Represents everybody, right? <laughs> we're, all, we're all Buddhists.
0: Matt, do you remember Arizona v. United States uh, in 2012, where parts of Arizona's anti-immigration law were struck down?
1: Oh, God. Was he on the dissent for this one, too? Scalia dissented,
0: <laughs> saying,
1: state laws not only provided for the removal
0: of unwanted immigrants, but also imposed penalties on unlawfully present aliens and those who aided their immigration. Do you know what those laws were, Matt?
1: Uh, Were these the papers? Well, that's
0: the Arizona law. The laws that Scalia is referring to when he says state laws not only provide for the removal of unwanted immigrants, but also impose penalties on unlawfully present aliens and those who aided their immigration. He's referencing Uh, laws from the 1800s that restrict the movements of freed slaves. Oh. (laughs) Fucking classy. Scalia I gotta
1: I gotta give him the applause yeah.
0: on that one yeah calls them un- okay. unwanted immigrants is what he calls them <laughs> fucking asshole
1: what are all these unwanted immigrants doing here How did <laughs> they even get here <laughs> they
0: uh yeah they impose penalties on those who aided their immigration <laughs> oh. oh fuck you uh, uh Shelby Counter v. Holder 2013 which struck down parts of the Voting Rights Act of 1965 remember that one he was no. he was on the majority opinion on that one um clearly an attack on the civil rights of black voters which don't historically trend Republican so it's okay it's okay to fuck those people over and on and on and on yeah Uh, what an asshole this guy was 30 fucking years on the Supreme Court an argument one for term limits and two for uh, not electing or, or appointing any Supreme Court justice under the age of 60 onto the fucking Supreme Court. Uh, And also a good argument for um, treating Ruth Bader Ginsburg with some sort of anti-aging device so that she becomes like 20 years old again.
1: (laughs) Are we just going to clone her? I thought we were planning on cloning her. God,
0: if only. We need (laughs) nine Ruth Bader Ginsburgs on the court.
1: Oh, it's never going to happen. First, Jack, I believe this uh, court has ruled cloning (laughs) unconstitutional.
0: Because it's not what the Founding Fathers had in mind when they sat down to write the Constitution.
1: Yeah. No cloning, no stem cells, none of that shit. So, in conclusion, fuck you, Antonin Scalia. Fuck your corpse.
0: Fuck the various orifices in your corpse. Fuck everything around it. And if I ever get the chance, I will piss on your grave.
1: Uh, I'll take a photo of that.
0: Is that legal? Is it legal? Uh, Is it? uh... Do the Founding Fathers approve of pissing on... The graves of asshole Supreme Court justices.
1: Now, Scalia would support your constitutional right to piss on <laughs> Right. He actually, I think he voted in favor of, like, the flag burning as a, as a protected, uh, as free speech. Yes. Yeah, Even though, personally, he'd throw that, uh, what did he call him, that, that sandal-wearing, bearded hippie. jail. <laughs> <in general. laughs> Was talk- I remember I read that sentence before I read what he was talking about I'm like is he talking about Jesus like yeah <laughs> clearly I'm like no he's just referring to some guy that was like burning a flag like, I a think fire.
0: he also in- voted in favor of uh, like freedom of speech for video games as well so um,
1: yeah we have a couple things that he
0: occasionally in spite of himself found himself uh, found him on the uh, right side of the law including yeah. that one uh, remember from Smith the Smith case.
1: What
0: was the Smith case? Where uh, he said that um, your religious rights can be overruled by the government if it doesn't, if the law doesn't specifically target, like if it was generally applicable and it just as an inadvertent side effect happened to uh, restrict your religious rights. But remember, it was um, against a uh, yeah, it
1: was probably against against an Navajo,
0: yeah, a Native American. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So your religious rights to smoke peyote. He couldn't give two shits about, but, uh, right, right. you know, like I said, occasionally in spite of himself, yeah. he fa- finds himself on the, the right side of legal reasoning. And yeah, but very, I mean, what is that? Three cases we can think of in 30 years.
1: Right. I mean, I guess the only sad thing here is that apparently he was great friends with Ginsburg.
0: Yeah. She, uh, often disagreed with what he had to say, but she, uh, liked how entertaining he was when he said it.
1: I read an article on a um, uh, what do you call them? Uh, they're not interns, but uh, that work with the judges. Are they? Are they interns? clerks? Age? Clerks? Yeah, clerk. Who said like, hey, I was really impressed by like, he, he was brilliant, witty, uh, funny. He was a nice guy, and and you totally go along with everything he does because you just feel like you're in this great place, getting this. Um, you're getting this head start in the life because it le- it's like going to like Harvard Law. It like leads into like amazing opportunities later on. But he said after it was over, he was it was kind of like, I think I, I think I sold my soul back there. You know, yeah. was like, was yeah. like I was part of that.
0: Wow. <laughs> looking back at it, I assisted in fucking the rights over of millions and millions of people. Right. Maybe perhaps I shouldn't have done that.
1: Right. But, yeah, you know, apparently, apparently he's great to have lunch with. Well, that makes so. it all better, actually. <laughs> yeah, That evens everything out. So, I'm not, I'm not... I guess I'm not sorry he's dead.
0: Nope. I'm uh, extremely happy he's dead, because he, he would never step down. And again, oh God. <clears throat> you know, you can say all you want about uh, his, you know, feeling sorry for his family and friends, because they lost... Feeling sorry for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, because she lost a friend. Uh, fuck all that shit. A, family and friends should have known what a gigantic douchebag he was and not have mourned him just like I'm not mourning him and B. Ruth Bader Ginsburg can suck a dick